Hello. Hi. What's up? How you doing? I'm, you know, good. It's the morning. It's very it early morning. morning. We're doing this. Because it we is. promised each other, and but more importantly, because we said if we didn't do it this morning and knock out a bunch of episodes, we were going to have to run two miles and do 200 squats, and I think both of us said no thanks. <laughs> yeah, so instead we woke our happy asses up early. <laughs> And are podcasting at um, the ass crack of dawn on a Saturday. Listen, so. I've already been up for two hours. So. Oh my god, same. <laughs> my baby woke me up. Actually, she woke me up at four this morning. I was like, kid. Some people's fucking kids, though. Teething is rough. Oh my god, I literally can't imagine. Um, <clears throat> so, um, apologies. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, just address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh, we didn't put out an episode last week. Yeah, sorry. Life got the better of us. It did. Well, Work's yeah. been wild. Really, though. Yeah, for Busy. both of us. Um, and, you know, the coronavirus is still around, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I've actually been, like, kind of a bubble of anxiety the last week. Same. So, yeah, I had to. I went to therapy yesterday and talked it out a little bit. That's good. But it's still, you know. It's scary. Um, it's scary um, because, like, it's one thing to just have to worry about you and your family, but, like, mm-hmm. I have to worry about the baby, and that's scary. Yeah. It scares me. Like, that's a whole ass little life that can't really do anything about itself. Right. And she has no idea what's going on. Fuck no. So. I mean, I don't have hardly an idea what's going on. Same. <laughs> same. Um, I think I mentioned this. I guess now two weeks ago, um, upon when this is going to be released, um, I had started with a new psychiatrist. Oh yeah. Um, and I think I might've told you this in a separate conversation. I, and and if, if not, then, um, surprise. Yeah. Um, I was actually just diagnosed with ADD. Oh, I think you did mention that to me. Yeah. Yeah. So wild. That was going to be my fun and fresh thing for the week. But yeah. Well, that's good though, that you can like get it, you know, sorted now. Hopefully yeah. You can feel better. Yeah. Cause you know, not knowing that you've had something for 25 years that that's literally impacts your day-to-day. Right. Um, and uh, it's wild. one of those things where, like, I never really thought too much about it until, um, shout out to Jackson. He used to, like, joke that I had ADD because I have a hard time, like, sitting and watching movies. Oh, yeah. In our other podcast, that's problematic. Right. Because <laughs> um, we would talk about a movie usually every other week. <laughs> and <laughs> shout we out to do Why too. Do You Like This? We We too. <laughs> Well, luckily, most of them are pretty short for us. Like, Thankfully. they're documentaries or yeah. things that are, like, usually, like, about an hour, and hour and a can... half tops. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I had a hard time, like, sitting through these movies sometimes. And I'm just like, fuck, like, why can't I pay attention? He's like, you have fucking ADD. Like, <sighs> and then I was like, shut the fuck up. But and then I was maybe like, maybe I maybe do. I do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, because then I started looking into it. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is me. And then I talked to my psychiatrist about it. And she's like, yeah, bitch, you hella have ADD. That's wild. <laughs> Yeah. But that's good, so. though, that... Thank you, Jackson. Yeah, I know. I know. I sent him a sappy text the other day, and I was like, I don't... You know I don't normally do this, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but... Thank you. We sussed out a problem I had? Thanks. <laughs> Genius. Um, but, yeah, so my anxiety medication has just been bump- bumped up, because usually ADD and ADHD medication is, like, stimulant-based, yeah. and that can make anxiety worse. Right. So she's like, I want to get you at a higher dose of anxiety medication first and then introduce something for the ADD so that you're already, (laughs) so you're not getting yourself more fucked up. Balanced it. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's wild. 
Yeah, shout out to my psychiatrist. She's the tits. Thanks, Gerald. Cool. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I'm happy. To yeah. See so you. I. Thank you. So yeah, I just um, started upping my dose of my anxiety medication yesterday. I'm feeling like a new bitch. Yeah. Um, I've lost ten pounds. Wow. Yeah. Since I stopped drinking. Good job. Are yeah, you feeling thank fine? You. Feeling yeah, fine. I feel like a new fucking person, dude. That's awesome. Like, once I got over my, like, detox hump, like, pfft, bitch. But <laughs> as she holds a coffee mug, this mm-hmm. is not today, muggle fucker. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A. <laughs> I love it. And I've been drinking more water. I, yes. I got a new beaker to commemorate. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> Me too. Not spawn. Um, even though I do love a good beaker bottle. She does. If you don't know what those are, they are glass with like a silicone outside and they make really cute stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, the one I'm rocking right now is their newest color. It's called James. It's like a muted, like sage green and it's like their spiky version. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I, I now have five beakers. I have a problem. I like them. But it's them, okay because Zach I, drinks out of them too. So I need to have a straw for my drink. So, mmm. You know what I did to do kind of solve that? Silicone straws. Because ah. they bend up into, like when you put the cap on, they Smart. bend back up into the bottle. Mm. Next time I see you, consider- I bring you one. Thank you. Because mm-hmm, I, I have actually a fuck ton. almost just bought a couple the other day because I'm trying to, like, um, go more sustainable. So, yeah. like, for I'm going to order, um, like, those mesh produce bags that, mm-hmm. instead of using I have some of those. Bags. They're awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited because I've been doing some research on that. Well, if you need any help, let me know because I am a self-proclaimed hippie, so <clears throat> yes. I'm all about it. Okay. Um, send me I'll get you set up. Send I'll send you a thing for, um, have you heard of Globe, Grove Collaborative? Again, not sponsored, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Um, but anyways, I've been a member <laughs> of them since like they started. Um, yeah. You can like choose what you want every month and like you can skip months. Um, like it's like all household and like kitchen and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I have a bunch of like reusable like Ziplocs. Um, oh yeah. Like silicone. I have multiple sizes. Um, they have like cleaning products. They have skincare. They have other household things. They have all sorts of shit. That's and it's cool. all like more sustainable and yeah healthier um and they're plastic neutral so like as much pr- plastic as like they send out or produce they're offsetting that with recyclable materials and like oh, good non-landfill materials so that's i most, like to hear that yeah and they're working to be 100 percent plastic free i think by 2025 if Holla. i'm not mistaken so but plastic neutral is like already like fucking awesome yeah it really for <clears throat> sure Anyways, enough about my soapbox on the planet. Um, <laughs> we can uh, we can yeah talk about it later too. Yes, um, there's some you know murders to talk about um, and or disappearances. Murder and um, you know racial injustice and all of that that we need to talk about. So that's what that's what we're getting at right now. What up? And I go first this yep. week. Yes, I am. All right, <clears throat> Sue. Um, this is found on Reddit, of course. Of course. I finally ended up making a Reddit account because um, I can save things and like comment on things and shit. Um, so my friend Chelsea, she mm-hmm. texted me because she listened to our last episode and she was like, "What you're ta- trying to talk about? Like, remember how I c- I couldn't figure out the name for like the Reddit, like it's it's a sub- subreddit. Yeah, it's like a, yes. a thread." She, she texted me. She's like, "I think you mean." thread and I was like I think you're right (laughs) (laughs) that's hella funny um 
yeah, so I'm trying to familiarize myself with the Reddit since I use it so much. The so Reddit. Yes. All of that to say that. <laughs> yes. Um, so this was posted um, a little under two weeks ago um, by Seaspur, um, S-E-A-S-P-U-R. Um, this is the unsolved, they, they call it the unsolved solved death of Darius Brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's hear yes. it. <clears throat> so, Darius Brown was a 23-year-old African-American male who lived in the small town of Williston, South Carolina. Um, which is interesting. I'm actually going to North Carolina next month for a wedding. Hmm. Yeah, so we'll That's see how exciting. that goes. I know you yeah. had a lot of wedding plans this year. and They all they pretty all much get... got canceled. Yeah. Except for this one, because uh, North Carolina is, like, doing actually fairly well coronavirus or Coronavirus! Coronavirus! coronavirus. <laughs> um, so, as far as things are concerned, and it's, like, a very, very small wedding. Otherwise, I wouldn't, wouldn't go. go. Yeah. And I'm also in it and doing the bride's hair and makeup, so... There you go. <laughs> Shout out to Mackenzie. Oh, hey, bitch. Can't wait for your wedding. Yay! I, I know she listens to this, so... <laughs> Yay! Okay. Congratulations! Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm very excited for that. But, so this is, like, not super duper far from where I'm going. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a whole ass date away, but, like, it's a whole ass close. <laughs> but it's funny, for the longest time, I used to, like, always say that she was from South Carolina, and she's like, I'm from North Carolina, you're fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Well, yeah, you know, you know California is a really big state, and it's not very close <laughs> to other states, so... Uh, Except Nevada, I guess. We're close to Nevada. That's about it. We're on the whole ass other coast from the Carolinas, so. Yeah, so. If you don't. You know, it's one of those things. I'm not good at geo. I was about to say geometry. Uh (laughs) We're not good at English either. No, we're not good at geography, geometry, math, or English. How did we graduate high school and college? I don't know. I graduated college three times. Multiple times. Um, Damn. Yeah, and you know, apparently I did it with ADD the whole time. How did? How the fuck? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Queen. Uh, well, it's funny. So this is what I was telling my therapist. I'm derailing myself, but it's whatever. Fine. If this is you, I would highly suggest getting checked out because, like, when I was a kid, like I had a hard time like focusing in class and like doing homework. I was really good at like re- retaining knowledge and mm-hmm. like stuff. And, like, once I did get it down, like, I had no problem. Like, I mean, I did very well in school. Mm-hmm. You know, hum- humble brag. Um, yeah. Just kidding. But, like, you know, it's typically, like, they say that people with, like, ADD, like, don't do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't do well doing homework or studying. Like, I could that write a paper sense. like nobody's business, but I had to, do like, procrastinate until the last fucking second and then write all ten pages in the morning it was what? due. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stress. So much stress. <laughs> no wonder you have anxiety. Right. And it was funny because my um, psychiatrist was even saying that. She was like, I think your ADD actually causes some of your anxiety. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would imagine. Probably because, yeah, it feels, like, out of control. Yeah, but anyway, so if you find that you have a hard time, like, focusing on, like, doing things where you, like, feel like you have to wait to the last minute to do things, like, those are symptoms of ADD that aren't, like, super talked about. Dang, I didn't know that. Because I didn't know that. Like, because I was like, oh, yeah, I work really well under pressure, and, like, you know, I kind of put myself in under pressure to get things done. And then she was like, yeah, no, like, that's not normal, dude. <laughs> People <laughs> don't do normal. that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Try to avoid it anyway. Right. Anyway. Back to my story. 
ADD brain showing. Wow, shock. <laughs> this is why I get derailed. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I'm allowed to make fun of myself. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's, it is fine. You, it's our podcast. Do what we do what we want. Yeah, you guys can make fun of me though. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I allow it. <laughs> uh, okay, so the um, town of Williston is a rural, sleepy town about 40 miles east of Augusta, Georgia, with a population of just under 3,000 people. This is a place where everyone knows everyone in some capacity. The town's police force usually employs 8 to 10 officers, with some being on a part-time or volunteer basis. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Adaris graduated from Williston Elko High School in 2006, where he played multiple sports. He was very close to his parents, family, and known by many to be lighthearted and always ready to crack a joke. On the evening of February 23, 2012, he was hanging out in the Lake Drive area with friends. Later on in the early morning of February 24th, around 2 or 3 in the morning, he decided to walk to the house of another friend, Pamela Priester, who lived a short distance away on Glendale Avenue. Um, at the time, there's also a map. Um, we'll include it in the episode images for yeah. the week. <clears throat> also, Instagram has been like a real bitch. Yeah, lately. it won't let me post anything um, half the time. Yeah, Just it's really a hot for justice page because I can post on other stuff. I was like, yeah, I mean, like I, your your personal page and the M and Iver page are fine. It's also, weird. shout out to your fucking earring business, M and Iver. Hi, Thank you. <laughs> I've had lots of I've been busy. In a I good way. can see that. That's awesome. I'm very excited for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Since I'm never going to see you, I need to mail you your earrings. <laughs> <laughs> and your sticker, um, I got you. Anyways. Uh, also, if you check out her Emma and Ivor page, the black and white pair she just posted, those are mine. Those are Jamie's. <laughs> Special And they're so order. cute, and I can't wait. <clears throat> I'm going to order, like, 15 more pairs. I'm going to um. need you to be, like, my model. Oh, yeah, I'll take a bunch of shots pretty. once they arrive. Yes, thank you. And thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I'll uh, any earrings you said, I'll happily model. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, where am I? Um, at the time, it was also mentioned that he was possibly trying to make his way to the A and A Club, uh, which is known now as the Lucky Spot. So sounds like a bar or yeah. club of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> So he didn't make it home the next morning and was unable to be reached. According to friends and family, this was very uncharacteristic of him, and he had only hung around a small circle of friends, and he was always able to be reached. Social media pleas for his return were issued by family and friends. News segments aired his photo and details, and his family made public pleas in the local paper. A missing persons alert was issued by the Wilston Police Department on February 27th, so a few days later. Um, Pamela Priester was brought in for questioning and subsequently arrested on charges of obstruction of justice. The charges were related to statements she made regarding text and or phone calls made with Darius during the initial critical stages of the search. These charges were later dropped or dismissed as the police noted that they had zero suspects in his disappearance. On March 5th, 11 days after he was last seen, a body was located and retrieved from a holding pond at the Williston Wastewater Treatment Plant located on Lake Drive. Again, a map will be included. Yeah. Um, it was later confirmed that the body was that of Darius Brown. He was still wearing the same clothes on the night he was seen and uh, seen last and his wallet was still on him um there's uh, the writer says that they couldn't find an article but it was claimed that these ponds were initially searched in the immediate days after the disappearance without any results interesting yeah 
the chief of police noted that there was no gunshot or stab wounds present on Darius's body, nor are there evidence of any kind of physical altercation or struggle next to the pond. It was determined that Darius had died by drowning. The news rocked the community, especially his family and friends, with, cl- good, gr- with good reason. Not only was Darius not a swimmer, but the wastewater treatment plant was surrounded by a tall, locked gate, and temperatures could get cold in February. High 40s were recorded on that evening. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, Darius also didn't have any close acquaintances in the immediate area. It was about two miles from his intended destination. The mystery begs the question, who would willingly decide to go for a swim on a cold February night in a wastewater treatment plant? Is it plausible, as the official determination suggests? As each year passes, family and friends continue to bring awareness to Darius's case on social media. They see other cases solved on TV or through podcast intervention and wonder if there is still hope. Um, a large majority believe something nefarious occurred and the lack of proper investigation was due to Darius's race and socioeconomic status. After eight years, there hasn't been a single update or lead uh, to what police believe to have been an incident of accidental drowning. Was he a victim of a covered-up hit-and-run? Was he involved romantically with someone he shouldn't have been? Was he the invic- was he a victim of a racial-motivated crime? And that's it. Yeah, that's sus. Yeah, I don't like it. I feel like the like hit-and-run or something to that effect is probably the most likely. Like, where something yeah. happened and then like he was kind of just dumped there. Um... But I don't know, because I definitely don't don't think it it was an accidental drowning. No. I don't like it. In a wastewater? No. No, 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 no. Like, unless you were some real kinds of, like, out of your mind, drunk or high. Mm Mm-hmm. No. Absolutely not. Especially, like, if you're by yourself. Like, I I could imagine, like, if you had, like, a group of friends that were, like, egging you on. Like, go for it. Yeah. Like, don't be a pussy. Or, you know, like, that shit like that. Um, not by yourself. No, like, what are you trying to prove? <laughs> or, like, what are you trying to do? And also, a wastewater treatment plant? Yuck. Yeah, seriously. That's like, so that's weird. That's a hard no for me. Well, yeah, especially... I just, hmm. Yeah, I don't like that. No, so that's why I chose it. I thought it was interesting and kind of makes no sense. That's kind of the thing with most of these. They don't make sense. I feel like they just kind mm-hmm. of, like, try to find a, an answer to close it. But mm-hmm. it's like, d- No. No. And that's really kind of why we're trying to bring a lot of light to, you know, like, black and people of color right now. Um, Because a lot of these things are kind of just blown off and just like, well, shit happens. Today's episode is also brought to you by Armstrong. Since its inception in California in 1966, Armstrong has been committed to the improvement, beautification, and preservation of Bay Area homes and commercial and institutional buildings. This has been achieved by employing an elsewhere vanishing work ethic, coupled with superior technical knowledge using only the highest quality materials and modern equipment. Perhaps most significant of all, Armstrong has maintained its position of leadership by adhering tenaciously to one of the most fundamental principles of all business transactions, listening and pleasing their customers. Whether it's painting, roofing, windows, or doors, you have the assurance and peace of mind knowing that your installation will be covered by one of the best warranties in America. Armstrong painting jobs carry a warranty of up to 15 years depending on service materials. Their replacement windows and doors carry up to a limited lifetime manufacturer's warranty. Equally generous warranties come with their roofing work, and Armstrong has been a business in California for over 50 years and will be there ready, willing to help if and when you need them. 
If you're in need of painting, roofing, windows, or doors, make sure to check out Armstrong Installation Services at armstrong1234.com and let them know that Hot for Justice sent you. I read, I'm, there's this article I was reading for my next case, but I thought it was interesting because this article, it's from medium.com and mm-hmm. I don't see the author's name, but um, she basically says that um, you can probably come up with a half dozen missing person cases involving white women that made the headlines and continue to today. Mm-hmm. You can think of them off the top of your head. She names Natalie Holloway, Susan Powell, Maura mm-hmm. Murray, Tara Calico, Jennifer Kessie. Yep. Um, I mean, there's obviously m- many more. The list more. goes on and on and on and on and, and on. She says, without doing an internet search, name six missing black women. You probably can't. Nope. Mm-mm. So, I mean, and that goes for Native Americans, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. okay. Well, today I'm going to pick back up the Atlanta child murders, but there's just, like, not a ton of information on each individual case. So, I'm going to – I am using the Wikipedia. That's Wikipedia. The Wikipedia. And I'm going to go through and, – and I was originally going to do, like, one episode for, like, each – victim but Child. there's just not mm-hmm. enough information so i'm just gonna try yeah, to like combine a few yeah i'm just gonna combine a couple oh, yeah that's fine and then i'll do like i think my next episode i'll probably like finish it up so i already discussed edward hope smith and alfred evans how they were discovered um like really close together but mm-hmm. they hadn't gone missing like they had they'd gone missing four days apart um this was in 1979 uh, one was 13, one was 14. Um, Edward was found with a gunshot wound. And I think, I don't know, it doesn't say um, how Alfred Evans died. I forget. Um, oh, let's see. He died by strangulation. So, the next set of victims, September 4th, Milton Harvey. He disappeared while going on an errand for his mom he was going to the bank Mm -hmm. he was riding a yellow 10-speed bike which was found a week later in a remote area of atlanta and his body was not recovered until november of that year so he yeah had gone missing for a while and his cause of death was undetermined and the fuck yeah so and that's I mean, there's just really not, like, that much information. Um, October 21st, nine-year-old Yusuf Bell went to the store to buy um, something for a neighbor. And a witness says she saw him uh, near the intersection of McDaniel and Fulton getting into a blue car before he disappeared. And then his body was found in November um, in an abandoned E.P. Oh, in the abandoned E.P. Johnson Elementary School by the school janitor. Um, his body was found clothed in the cutoff shorts he was last seen wearing, um, but they had a piece of masking tape stuck to them. He had been hit over the head twice, but the cause of death was strangulation. Um, and then his death was not immediately linked to the other killings or disappearances. Mm. Um, so the next year, March 4th, 1980, the first female victim, 12-year-old Angel... Lanier disappeared. She left her house around 4 p.m. wearing a denim outfit, and she was last seen at a friend's house watching TV with her friend. Um, her body was found six days later in a wooded vacant lot along Campbellton Road, wearing the same clothes. Um, a pair of white panties that did not belong to her were stuffed in her mouth, and her hands were bound with electrical cord. 
Jesus. Her cause of death was strangulation. Yep. March 11th, one week after Angel's disappearance, 11-year-old Jeffrey Mathis disappeared while on an errand for his mom. He had been wearing gray jogging pants, brown shoes, and a white and green shirt. Months later, a girl said she saw him get into a blue car with a light-skinned man and a dark-skinned man. The body of Jeffrey was found in a briar-covered patch of woodland 11 months after he disappeared, and by then it was not uh, possible to identify how he had died. Damn. Yep. So, so most yeah. of them were strangled. Yes. So it has. So this page has a list, right? Um, mm-hmm. There obviously are like 20, a lot of victims. 20 something. Yeah. And also there's some that are possibly could be linked or whatever yes i mean the number is i think you know not entirely accurate no and even because no, i feel like some could not be them yeah some yeah and even i don't know um so criminal profile john e douglas who we've talked about a lot because he's an author he worked for the fbi he kind of, yeah he's <laughs> literally started um the like behavioral uh, unit basically like real life criminal minds um uh, i actually just uh recently like audible was having a sale mm-hmm. and um i just downloaded a book that he and somebody else co-wrote yeah called like the cases that haunt us yeah i have that too i haven't read it yet though we should i haven't either we should do a once we're done with unsolved mysteries spoiler alert we're doing that next yeah <laughs> we should uh do that down 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 yeah okay cool um yeah so basically he even said he believes that wayne williams who is currently like most of these cases are attributed right. to him. Um, he believes that he committed many of the murders, but he does not think that he committed them all. Um, Interesting. He added that he believes mm-hmm. law enforcement authorities have some idea who the other killers, multiple, are. Cryptically adding, it isn't a single offender, and the truth isn't pleasant. Mm. So, um, there is still, like, a lot of talk about Wayne Williams and, like, obviously it's pretty debated because he still says, yeah. I didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. So some of the forensic evidence that they had against him um, included dog hair that was found. Um, and so in 2007, um, the state of Georgia agreed to allow DNA testing of the dog hair that was used to help convict him. Oh, um, I, don't, I can't believe they hadn't done that prior. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, unless they just didn't have the capacity to do it. I'm not sure if they did or not, but it basically says that the decision was a response to um, Williams' like legal efforts to appeal his convict- conviction right. and life sentences. Um, so in June of the same year, DNA tests uh, showed that the hairs on the bodies contained the same mitochondrial DNA sequence as Williams's dog, a sequence that only occurs in about one out of 100 dogs. Interesting. Um, so Dr. Elizabeth a victim director of the UC Davis lab that carried out the testing. Um, hey. basically, basically, yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, she, she said that, um, the results were fairly significant and, but they don't conclusively point to William's dog as a source of hair. Interesting. Um, but it says the lab was only able to test for the mitochondrial DNA, which unlike nuclear DNA cannot be shown to like one unique. Yeah. Dog source. So, well, yeah, I think um, yeah. they kind of talked about the mitochondrial DNA thing on that episode of Exhibit A with the shoe on the roof. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you haven't listened to the, those episodes, I definitely recommend yeah, them. Yeah, they're really and also, interesting. And also that show, it's on, on Netflix, I think, at four parts. Um, it talks about, like, kind of semi-bunk DNA yeah. science. 
it's really interesting. I found it's it very, very interesting. interesting. Um, it also says that the FBI performed two, a DNA test on two human hairs found on one of the victims. Um, the mitochondrial DNA sequence in the hair would eliminate 99.5% of persons by not matching their DNA. Um, and the DNA sequence in the hair would eliminate 98% of African Americans by not matching their DNA. However, they matched William's DNA. Oh, that doesn't quite make sense. But um, so it, it basically it's not conclusive, but it doesn't eliminate the possibility that it, that it could be his. Right. Because it's like basically br- brings it down to like a 1% chance of error or whatever. Yeah. Um, so. And he can't be eliminated by that 1% chance is more yeah. or less what that means. Yeah. <clears throat> so of all, so I will come back, like, like I said, in later episodes, I'll cover like some more well i guess i'll go through the rest of like the victims from 1980 and then um next episode i'll cover 1981 because unfortunately there are a lot of a lot of uh Mm -hmm. a lot of them um so two uh two months after jeffrey mathis disappeared 14 year old eric middlebrooks disappeared he was last seen answering the telephone at home and then he left in a hurry on his bike um taking with him a hammer because he needed to repair his bike which um, his body was found the next day next to his bicycle in the rear garage of an Atlanta bar. The bar was located next door to what was then the Georgia Department of Offender Rehabilitation. His pockets were turned inside out. His chest and arms had slight stab wounds, and the cause of death was determined to be blunt force trauma to the head. Oh, God. But three weeks or a few weeks before he disappeared, Middlebrooks had testified against three juveniles in a robbery case. So there's potential motive there. Hmm. Um, a month later, June 9th, 12-year-old Christopher Richardson went missing on his way to the pool. Um, he also, or he had been last seen walking towards the DeKalb County Midway Recreation Center in Midway Park. He was wearing blue shorts and a light blue shirt with blue tennis shoes. His body was not found until the following January, clothed in unfamiliar swim trunks, um, and his body was found with a later victim named Earl Terrell. Um, The cause of death could not be determined. Mm -hmm. Um, June 22nd, seven-year-old LaTanya Wilson disappeared from her parents' apartment. According to a witness, she had appeared to be abducted by two men, one of whom was seen climbing into the window apartment window and then holding her in his arms as he spoke to the other man in the parking lot. Um, t- a few months later in October, her body was found in a fenced-in area at the end of Verbena Street in Atlanta. Her body had been skeletonized by then, so they could not determine her Look. cause of death. Mm-hmm. The next day, June 23rd, 10-year-old Aaron Weish disappeared after having been uh, seen near a local grocery store. He had been uh, seen getting into a blue Chevrolet with either one or two black men, which is interesting. That's consistent with, like, a previous um, witness sighting. Um, A female witness says she saw Weish being led from Tanner's Corner Grocery by a 6-foot-tall, 180-pound black male, approximately 30 years old, with a mustache and goatee. Um, It it matched um, the description of a similar car um, implicated in Jeffrey Mathis's disappearance. The following day, his body was found under a bridge, and the official cause of death was (laughs) asphyxiation from a broken neck suffered in the fall. Um, in 1980 or July 1980, two more children, Anthony Carter and 
Earl Terrell were killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and between August and November, five more killings took place. They were all African-American children between 7 and 14. And most of them were Jesus. killed via asphyxiation. Ex- ex- I can't say that word asphyxiation so, thank you um on the wikipedia they have a whole list of these and some of them their case status is is re- unresolved some of them are like quote attributed to williams but enclosed but he was never tried for a majority of these crimes um i think as we <sighs> talked so about he was only yeah. tried for two of the adult victims that essentially right. the fbi caught him dumping that was all they could pin on him but they believed he was responsible for the others um but yeah there's a so lot considered there. closed yeah, yeah. so but yeah i'll go into more detail um i mean and this again is from wikipedia so some of this might not be reliable please take that into consideration um mm-hmm. you know it's we're getting to the info where we can yeah i really could have done more of a deep dive um but it, it, there's not that much information in one place, so it's just, you know, yeah, it's a lot. But um, the important thing is that, yeah, these these were a lot of kids, and it's really devastating. And Oh, absolutely, to say the least. If you think about it, some of them are unsolved. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll conclude next episode. That sounds excellent. Um, so what's so... new, fun and fresh, other than your recent discoveries yeah like i said um really my little highlight here is my my new beaker hey um i'm really excited about this um i decided to keep my other because this is a one liter size mm-hmm. um i've decided to keep the other one at work nice so that it, i just have one there that i don't have to move around or Take whatever and forth, yeah yeah um i hate going to the fridge a hundred times a day to fill up my small water bottle i feel you so that works same so yeah, that's exciting for me. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I think that's mostly it, actually. Yeah. Um, um, so I already kind of, you know, shot my load at the beginning of the podcast. So <laughs> Hey, that works. Um, right? uh, Emerson is waving. And after I she know. waves, she claps for it herself. And that's thing. my highlight of the week. It's so cute. I literally almost, like peed my pants and I cried when she waved so at me much. on that FaceTime. I know, it's okay. Um, yeah, so that's really it for me today. Awesome. So Wednesday we will be back with the first episode of Unsolved Mysteries mm-hmm. on Netflix. So not like the OG one, the new one. Yeah, the new one. Um, the first episode's on, I think, Ray Ramirez? Is that his Ray, name? Ray something. Yeah, I think. I, I have it pulled up. Uh, Ramirez, yes, I was yeah. correct. Good job. Excellent. Kelt it. Yes. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about him on Wednesday, and then we're going to try to do one a week um, for the next, I think, six weeks. I think there's six episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hold on to your assholes. Those are coming up. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Yes. And good. Bye. Bye. <laughs>